when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont with you, the attorney whisperer. We're going to start with a listener shout out. And this one is uh, titled just Attorney. And it says, consistently good, easy to digest, quality information relayed in an informative way that keeps your interest. Must listen to materials. Thanks, sorry. Well, thank you for your review. And if you haven't reviewed the podcast yet, you can do that wherever you listen to your podcast. We so appreciate that. Well, today we are talking about the fact that ready is a decision not a feeling. But before I talk about that, I want to tell you that the H2H crew is open or going to be open, depending on where this podcast uh, ends up being. It's either going to be during the launch or before the launch. But y'all, you want to get into the H2H crew. Go to from hostagetohero.com and sign up either for the wait list or if it's open, sign up for the crew. We only open four times a year and you definitely want to get in there. Thank you. All right. So I posted a quote in the From Hostage to Hero Facebook group a while back. And if you're not a part of that group, you can do so by just going into Facebook and searching From Hostage to Hero. It's a private group. You have to answer three questions, but it's free and you can be in there and, and be playing and, and listening and talking and doing all the things. But I posted this meme in there. It says, if you wait until you are ready, it is almost certainly too late. So I want to talk about why that is and then talk about this concept of ready is a decision, not a feeling. Because the great trial lawyer, Christian Morris, posted that quote in there, ready is a decision, not a feeling. And I thought, oh, I'm so going to podcast on that. So thank you to Christian for that. But let's first start talking about why that is. Why is it almost certainly too late if you wait until you're ready? Well, I've got three things for you, as you know that I would. The first one, and I think is the most important one, is that ready isn't definable, at least not the way that y'all are heading into it and the way you're defining it. And the way you're defining it is that you're not defining it. You're defining it as something that you feel versus something that you decide. And the problem with that is that for most of us, we never get to a place where we feel ready, right? It's just like what I talk about when we talk about how we never can be 100% prepared because no one ever in the history of man has been 100% prepared at anything, ever, especially trial lawyers preparing for trial. I know that for sure. I've never heard anybody say, I, I feel 100% prepared. And that's because it's not possible. And the same thing is with this idea that you can feel 100% ready. You can't. 
So it's this undefinable, unattainable thing. And so when you're waiting around for it, it never comes. And that brings us to the second reason why it's almost certainly too late to wait until you're ready, which is one, it's not possible because you're never going to be or feel ready. But two is that opportunities don't wait. They don't wait until you're ready. You have to seize the opportunity in front of you now. Whether that's the case that you're trying right now, whether it's the moment you're in with cross-exam, whatever it may be, those moments don't wait. Those opportunities don't wait. So if you do not seize on them, they go away. Or, which leads us to the third thing of why it's certainly, almost certainly too late, is that other people will then seize on it. Meaning if you do not, if you're waiting for this, this thing that we don't believe can actually happen to be quote unquote ready to do anything in your life, not only is that not possible and not only will those opportunities pass you by, but third, other people are going to jump in on that. And that is why it is almost certainly too late if you wait until you're ready. Ready is a decision not a feeling. When we talk about what it means to be ready or prepared, we can talk to a hundred different lawyers and we get a hundred different answers. Everyone's going to define that differently, but who gets to decide when you're ready? The answer to that is you do. You and only you get to decide when you're ready to do anything in your life. You know, people often ask this question before they get married. How do I know I'm ready to get married? Or before having children, how do I know if I'm ready to have children? I'll tell you right now, if I had waited until I felt ready to have a child, I would never have had a child. Same thing with getting married. Everything in life has a risk. And some of those risks are just the risk of not knowing how it will turn out. That in itself is a risk. We're never going to know that we're totally ready for anything because we don't know how things are going to turn out. That's the human condition. But we want to know. But that's the big lies. We keep telling ourselves that if we wait, that we'll somehow feel ready and then we'll know that it's right. Now, I do believe that there is a gut feeling that you can get about things. But again, that's not a 100% thing. It's not like, unless I get that feeling or that feeling's got to be so strong, normally it's, if I have that feeling, it's enough. For me, and I've shared this before, I believe in the podcast, every time my intuition speaks, it speaks in a a particular way. (laughs) And that is, you know, part of me thinks, if I hear myself saying that, or now my husband is so cued into it, he'll come and when I'm struggling with a decision, he'll say, is there a part of you in there somewhere? What does part of you think? He knows how to even ask the question. So notice it's part of me. It's not all of me thinks. I'm totally 100% sure about this. It's part of me thinks I know that's enough to go. And that's what I want to offer you today is that you start to decide what it means to be ready instead of waiting for a feeling. Now, maybe you decide that it's a certain feeling. But I want you to define what that feeling is instead of waiting and having it up in the air 
of this nebulous thing where it just washes over you and you absolutely 100% know it's the right thing to do. That rarely, if ever, happens. So throw out the idea that you have to feel a certain way and instead decide on what those parameters are now. So for example, when I have monthly train, well, I have monthly trainings in the H2H crew. Every month at the beginning of the month, I prepare a 90-minute training that I'm going to do live for the group. And lots of times it's things that I've just, I've read about something and I thought my crew will love this and I want to teach on it. And so I pick it. It's not, not always something I have 100% familiarity with. So what I do is I prepare it and prepare it and prepare it until I feel ready. No, that's the opposite of what I do. I put in four hours in my schedule, two hours to outline my ideas and put together my notes. Even though I don't present from notes, I, I put together notes. So I organize it in my head and I have something to refer to during the training to make sure that I'm on the right track in terms of timing. I never create a thing word for word ever. And two hours to prepare any handouts that need to get to Christy so she can make them all beautiful and any any podcasts, uh, I'm sorry, podcasts, any PowerPoints uh, or any flip chart things I need to write up ahead of time. That's it. I decide when those four hours are over that I'm ready. Notice how I don't decide on how I feel or whether I feel I covered the information enough. I say after doing that for four hours, I am ready. I get to decide that. Not a feeling, not anything else. Now, are there some trainings that I feel more comfortable presenting than others? Sure. That, but see, I go in knowing that. See, I used to give myself two days to do a 90-minute keynote or training or anything like that. Two days until my, my coach called me on that. She's like, what the hell are you doing? You don't need that much time. And it wasn't until I started constraining myself down and said, I'm only giving myself four hours a month to create these trainings that I started getting really efficient and getting really good at doing them. See, that's the problem. When you say, I, I'm going to work at this until I feel ready, you're going to work yourself to death. You're going to work and work and work some more. But when you say, I'm giving myself four hours to prepare for this deposition, or I'm giving myself two weeks to prepare for this trial. That gets you really focused really quick, just like we talked about in the constraining yourself down to working 40 hours a week. When you say, I I'm going to work on it until I feel ready, that's not definable. And you're going to just work yourself to death. But when you give yourself parameters that says, I'm only allowing this amount of time, then you go to work when you have the time and you make the best use of that time. Now what happens, which is kind of a cool thing, is once you start forcing this on yourself and you keep telling yourself ready is a decision, not a feeling. Meaning I'm deciding when I'm ready. I'm ready after I've prepared for four hours. I'm ready after I've read this many documents. I'm ready after I've done what all the things, right? Because here's the other thing. When you start saying, I'm only gonna give myself eight hours or four hours, then it becomes really clear the things you shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of stuff you should not be doing in your trial prep. Answering discovery. Hire that shit out if, you don't, if, if that doesn't fit in your time bracket. Right? Writing briefs. Taking depositions. Maybe that's not in your zone of genius. Why are you doing it? Stop that shit. 
See, that's the other thing. When you think ready means I have to have my eyes and ears and and read every single document, you're going to be drowning. You say, well, I have to do that to be prepared. Fuck no, you don't. How can Nick Rowley swan in on eight hours of preparation on his plane and come in and do an opening statement and kick ass? Because he's really focused on what he's really good at. He doesn't need to have his eyes on everything. There's nothing special about Nick Rowley except for that he's Nick Rowley. That's what's special about him. He's really good at being Nick Rowley. You need to get really good at being you. And when you do that, you start to recognize you don't have to do it all. You don't have to be as prepared as you think that you get to decide this shit. You get to decide what ready means. And then your next step is to actually hold yourself to that because the cool thing which I went off here and didn't finish is that once you put yourself in those constraints and you're you're consistently only spending four hours on your depth I'm not saying four hours is the time what you decide what that is but you're only spending whatever amount of time and you do it over and over and over again you keep proving to yourself ah I can do a depth on four hours of prep really well actually then the feeling starts to come I'm going to do a whole podcast on how the evidence comes later, but here's a great example of it, right? We want the feeling to feel ready. What we don't recognize is once we consistently just tell ourselves and decide that we're ready, the feeling will come. Now I, I, I do feel ready every time I'm prepped for a training because I've proven to myself over and over and over again that only giving myself four hours and sticking to that four-hour window gets me a great result. And that I can repeat that over and over again. See, that's the other danger is that you keep chasing it. You you don't have a great resort, re, uh, result at trial. And so you think, well, see, because it wasn't prepared. Because it wasn't ready. And then you start the whole damn cycle all over again. You know why you didn't have a great result at trial? Because you weren't present. You weren't rested. You didn't trust yourself. Those are the things that it takes to win at trial. Not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of prep. Just believe me, I I know it. Everybody out there touting, oh, I out-prepare the other person or I out-work the person. That's why I'm successful. Fuck no, that's not why you're successful. It's not. It's not about how hard you work. It's about how brilliant you are. It's about how you can use your talents, how you can improvise in the moment. You can't do that shit when you are drowning in paperwork and hundreds of hours of preparation. It's when you actually let go of control and let other people do some things for you so you can focus on your part of trial where you're going to be great and let people give you the information that you need to have and learn your part and play there. That's when you get great results at trial. Stop buying into the lie that it's all about outworking your opponent. It's not. It's not. You know, we just talked to John Bailey who just won $120 million in his uh, wrongful death. Wrongful death. One of the hardest things to get juries to give money for because the person is gone. What's money going to do? $120 million. Exactly what he asked for. He now says he should ask for more. Not because he could have gotten it, but just because he was afraid to ask for more. He thinks he could have gotten it if he had been able to own the, the number. But he he said... <laughs> I realized with only, with with just me and one other person and 14 attorneys on the other side that I couldn't possibly outwork them. So I didn't try. I banked on what I knew I could win at. And that is 
connecting with the jury, that is speaking to them like a normal human being, that is using a flip chart instead of tons of visuals. It's not about overworking or outworking the other side. You get to decide when and how you're ready. And the bonus of that is once you continually prove to yourself that it doesn't take all the things that you thought it was, that it did, you will then be ready. You will then feel ready. I know, I keep asking you to step out in faith first. But if you do that consistently, you'll get the feelings that you want. You'll get that confidence because you've proven to yourself over and over again that it can be done. So ready is a decision. So decide, what's it going to take for me to be ready from a decision point, not from a feeling point. The feeling comes later. All right, hope that hope that is helpful, my friends. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 